What a lovely way to spend part of our Christmas Day gathering together to remember the Lord Jesus and the love of our Father. This service is um, really a pause. It's a pause in the, in the day which is often very busy and a little bit chaotic, um, but very lovely. It's a pause to give thanks um, for Jesus and for God's love. Um, we have put together um, a booklet of quizzes, including a bingo to listen out for words that we're going to use during the service. So um, there's a couple of kids up there who might like, might like one of these, and Pete will come up and give you that. So um, get busy with those. If, Oliver, you would like one, grab Pete on the way back. Um, the theme that we've chosen for our service, after much umming and ahhing, and actually after Malcolm nicked one of our themes when he did his exhortation last week, um, is the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. It's a very powerful name, and Pete's going to lead us in some thoughts about that. Our first song is one of my favourite carols. It's O Little Town of Bethlehem. I'm going to ask Pete if he'll just click through to the last verse of that. It's a beautiful carol singing of times in Bethlehem, of a, of a quiet night when seemingly ordinary things were happening, but actually wonderful things were happening. And this is the result that um, Jesus, our Emmanuel, came to us. And we sing in this carol that we're asking Jesus to enter in. Um, he entered into the world 2,000 years ago. We're asking him to enter in, into our church here this morning, into our families, into our lives, our homes, ultimately into our hearts and our minds as well. So will you stand with me as we sing this glorious carol together, O Little Town of Bethlehem. Um, let's just pray. Heavenly Father, at this time when especially we remember the birth of your Son, the Lord Jesus, when we remember the contrast between the darkness of the world and the light of his coming, between the darkness of our hearts and the light that he brings, between the hopelessness and the hopefulness that is the contrast in knowing Jesus. Lord, we thank you for the best gift ever given. And we pray that you will be with us to soften us and to melt our hearts as we think about him. Amen. When you know you're going to have a baby, and possibly even before you know you're going to have a baby, you start thinking about what you're going to call your baby. Um, you have lots and lots of thoughts about it, and uh, you probably buy yourself a baby naming book. Have you seen that lovely advert? On t I don't actually know what it's advertising, which is a really bad advert. All the presents are given out, and right at the end of the day, the uh, wife hands her husband a little an extra present and it's actually a baby naming book and it's her way of saying we're pregnant lots of thought goes into naming naming your baby it might be a family name that's kind of traditional to 
put into your, into your children's name. It might be because it has to sound really good with your surname. If we'd had a girl, we couldn't really have called them Olive. That wouldn't have been very kind. Um, has anybody here got a story about how they got their name? Richard? Okay, that's lovely. Has anybody else got a, a little story behind their family name? Yeah, Matt. I'm called Richard Gerard. Right. And that's because my, my paternal grandfather, I would say, only oh, had daughters, but the grandfather said that, but he had daughters and no sons. Right. So, so his name was in, in sort of, it would have died out, as it were. Right, so it was carried on to you. I'm called Richard Gerard, and my surname is Wicks. Okay. That's an interesting way of carrying it through. Matt? Oh, yeah, well, it's more Naomi, our daughter. Yes. We had a name when she was born, and it was two names in, and she was called No Name Baby. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where it came from, the tigers, No Name Naomi, so that's why she's called Naomi. <laughs> there you go. She'd be really pleased about that, which is not the she? See, lots of thought went into naming, naming our sons, you know. Basically, I was thinking, well, if they became famous actors or lawyers, you know, they've got to have good names. Isaac Green, I thought that was a good lawyer kind of name, you know. <laughs> Samuel Green, I thought that was a good, pretty good actor kind of, kind of name. So lots and lots of thought goes into names. And, you know, God put a lot of thought into the name that he gave his son. He had it all planned out. I'm just going to read um, some verses from Matthew. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and didn't want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will give him, call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Liz was talking about stories of naming. I I have a lot of um, issues, uh, you know, still unresolved with my parents, and they're never likely to get resolved now. Apparently, if I'd been a girl, I was going to be Pauline. So I was going to be pea green, whatever, you know. So they, they really had not thought that. They, they really had not thought that through, it seems to me. And, and, and likewise, we have a family name that goes through generation after him. My older brother, because I'm the young one, he get, got Vincent as his middle name. My, my father had Vincent as his middle name. My grandfather had Vincent as his middle name. And you can go back about five generations 
of Vincent's. I've no idea where they came from in the first place, but they, they, they all had these. And I don't know that they thought about, about what the names meant. Now, Peter, what does Peter mean? Well, sort of. Pebble is probably closer, <laughs> actually. You kind of get the idea of this solidity, but actually that isn't what Jesus was saying when he named Peter. He was saying, look, you know, I can just kick you aside with my toe of my foot, really. Um, let, me, let me have a look. Uh, so think of the, what some of the names that we know mean. Matthew. Oh, we've got a Matthew, haven't we? We've got a Matthew. Uh, Matthew comes from Hebrew. Uh, it's the first gospel, and it means gift of God. So often, when things come from another language, they get changed, uh, uh, sort of on the way, so that you can't always... So Benjamin Netanyahu, the, uh, it, Netanyahu is Matthew. That's, it's, the same, it's the same name. Mark. Now, Mark comes from Latin, and it means warlike. It means associated with Mars, the god of war. Um, you know, that's the, that's the implication. I don't, I don't know wh- where he got that name from, but interestingly, Martin is actually exactly the same. So, uh, you know, Martin, Martian, it's easy to remember, really. Um, <clears throat> Luke. Now, Luke is, uh, is another um, name that came from Greek and kind of Roman origins. Uh, Lucanus, Lucius, which means the one who gives light. And finally, John, and we've got a, because we haven't got a Luke, have we got, we haven't got a Luke today, have we? No. Um, and finally, John, uh, which again comes from Hebrew and means God is gracious or God was gracious or God is being gracious. Now, that's one of the other problems um, because uh, Liz and I have talked about this lots of time. Hebrew only has two tenses in effect. It has an ongoing tense and a done with tense. So something is either... So when you say God is gracious, it could mean God was gracious or God will be gracious as long as it's an ongoing act, which is not the same as God has been gracious or God, w- uh, or God uh, will have been gracious. This is bringing horrible memories back of Latin lessons at school. So, uh, let me just go through one or two others quickly. Charles. Now, Charles is a, is a Germanic Scandinavian name, comes from Carl, and it just means a man, basically. Uh, so, uh, yeah, although you might be interested to know that Charlotte comes from the same origin. <laughs> Uh, uh, but, but they soften it slightly when they say Charlotte and, uh, 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 and say um, uh, a free man. Uh, right. Julia. Where, where, uh, where, you, oh, there you are. There you are. You're on the front row. Because you, you were there and then you've come down. Child of Jove. All pagan origins, eh? Yeah, so. And Elizabeth, of course. God is my oath, or God does what he says, maybe. It's a bit difficult to, it could come either way. And Isabella is exactly the same, except it's the Spanish or Italian. So God does what he says. Uh, Stephen is a crown or a garland. It was the 
Stephanos was the Greek word for the ring of laurel wreaths that the victors in the Olympic Games got. So Stephen is a winner. That's, that's, that's what you've got to remember from, from that name. Uh, Ruth, Hebrew, it, uh, origins, and it means friend or compassionate. And uh, Rebecca. Now, that's, this is an interesting one because this comes from Hebrew, Rebecca. And uh, Rebecca means, uh, originally, it means basically to tie up or to tether. So, you know, like you would tie up an animal. But by implication, because Hebrew has no, uh, has no sort of, everything in Hebrew is a solid idea, concrete thing. It means captivating or beautiful because you're tied up by their beauty. That's, 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 that's what, it, what it means. And Samuel and Isaac we've talked about. So, but all, so many biblical characters were named, their names, the meaning of their names was important. So we've looked at what your name means. So Jesus, of course, um, Jesus is the anglicised form of the Roman form of the Greek form of the Hebrew name that, that, that Jesus was given. And in fact, it didn't even have a J at the front until the 17th century. When the first versions of the authorised version were printed, Jesus was spelt with an I, because we didn't really have a J in English then. So... Yeah. Without the J. Um, so, what was it? It was Yehoshua, or Joshua, which means... God saves. And what I was saying before about tenses, it's God is saving. God goes on saving. Not God did an act of salvation and God saved, and that was it, but God is saving. On and on and on and on, because that's what he does. And they were told to call his name Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And again, it's the same. It's an ongoing thing. It's not, you know, God came, had his lunch, went home again. And God was with us for that short period of time. It is an ongoing thing. God is being with us. And that's so important in the message that comes out. I'd like us to sing a couple of songs now. Um, the first of those is Jesus' name above all names. Stay standing because we're now going to sing um, following on from that and taking the same thing there is a redeemer jesus god's own son and it links that one-off event of the birth of jesus with this ongoing that uh thanking him and that he has left his spirit till the work on earth is done see as the second verse of that kind of picked up you can't separate out 
the fact that Jesus was born and that Jesus died and that Jesus rose again and that Jesus is, is coming back. They're all part of the same narrative. And um, this is just going to read now a few version, verses from a particular version, as it happens, but a few verses from Philippians chapter 2. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave and being born in human likeness. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. So you can, you can be born in all sorts of circumstances, can't you? You can be born into a rich family, you can be born into a poor family, you can be born in different parts of the world, you can be born into royalty. Um, or you can be born into normal circumstances. But what's that may influence stuff that isn't what defines your life. Because if, say, one of the uh, members of the royal family just went completely off the, off the rails and was out taking drugs and, you know, we, we would completely lose um, the, the respect for their position. So Jesus, despite being born as son of God, became obedient. He took the family values of God to be loving and compassionate and humble and lived out his life to show people that God saves that God is with us. It wasn't just a name, it was a lifestyle. And it led to crucifixion and suffering because the world couldn't take the contrast between the darkness and the light that was shown. So before we take bread and wine, those of us who are going to do that, we're going to sing one more song, which is, What child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping, whom angels greet with handsome sweet while shepherds watch our keeping? But nails, spear shall pierce him through. The cross be born for me, for you. Hail, hail, the world made flesh, the babe, the son of Mary. So, so when we remember the death and resurrection of Jesus, we know that it was because he was rejected that this took place and because we accept him that we share in this. It's that contrast again. That, as Peter said to the rulers in Jerusalem, this, um, know this, 
It is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. He is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the capstone. Salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. See how important that name is in which we do that. So just bow your heads. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this bread. This bread that reminds us of the way in which we are bound to you. That whilst you gave your body, now we are your body and we share with you in your suffering and in your rejoicing that we are all part of one and therefore are bound to each other in our memory of you. So thank you for this bread. Thank you for the reminder that out of rejection came salvation and that salvation goes on and on and on. Lord, we thank you that this cup reminds us of your promise. That it is a a covenant, an agreement, a promise made by you. And when you gave it, you said to us that you would be with us always, right to the end of the world. We remember that, Lord Jesus, that you are God with us and that in all the nuances and complication of your prayer at the end of John's Gospel you talked about the closeness of that relationship that we can have with you and with your Father and we see this cup as a reminder of that that you have promised and that you keep your promises So thank you, Lord, for this cup. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So the, the angels at his birth, rending the skies with their singing and praise, were really only singing about what was going to happen, what should happen, what was planned. Now, we know that when God plans something, it happens. So you can say that it's, the, that it's the same thing. And some prophecies in the Old Testament are quite difficult in that regard because they, they talk as if the thing had already happened that was going to happen thousands of years later. But it was through obedience and sacrifice that Jesus, if you like, earned the right. That's what Romans says, that he, he became... Um, uh, that and so and Philippians there, um, 
And then that was sealed by his resurrection. Um, that showed that God had seen what he'd done and it was what he'd said he was going to do. That it was an ongoing thing. And so, then, we see the cycle repeated in us. Because we have the promise. We have the requirement to respond and to be obedient and to do what God has asked us to do. And then... Uh, and we show that in terms of the way in which we come to Jesus. So, the two songs that we're going to finish with both pick up that kind of theme. Uh, the first is Hallelujah, Sing to Jesus. And you can think about this both in terms of the angels at his birth, but obviously more particularly at his Return and the establishment of the kingdom. And yeah, it's also a call to respond now, to sing to Jesus and remember his position as exalted by God. And then we're going to sing, O come all you faithful. And that is normally one that we sing at Christmas that we think about at the birth of Jesus. But it's still that ongoing thing. It's something to think about for us. It's the call to us as the faithful to come and uh, adore him now and with the promise to do that in the future. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for this gift, the gift of your son, the Lord Jesus. We thank you for the way in which he taught us about you. That in him living out his life, we could see what you are like. That we could get to grips with the unseeable, the ununderstandable God. Because we see what it means in day-to-day -day life. And Lord, we pray. Knowing that you are with us and that you are always with us. And that you are with us in everything that we do. That that may change and transform our lives. That we may too, in living in you, show you to the world and live out your principles and your love and your compassion in our lives. Father, we know that you are someone who keeps your promises. And we know that in Jesus, you have made us free men. We know that there is no other name under heaven whereby we must be saved. And we thank you that you are salvation and that you are with us.